Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. This is Dunk You Very Much, Central Taipei's number one English language MBA podcast. I'm your host, Sam Yarbs. With me, as always, my co-host and good friend, Matthew Von Ryan. Nice to be back. We had a little break in between the podcast. Uh, Sam, uh, Sam was busy. I was tutoring at his school. I had to cover for his job. Thank you for that. Yeah. Students were great. I thought they really liked me. First hour went amazingly. We played some fun games. Came back from break time on the whiteboard. Mart is gay. I guess I'm Mart. <laughs> oh, no. Apparently I'm gay. I had to sit them down for 20 minutes and talk to them about how some people are gay, some people are not gay, and also my name is not Mart. <laughs> Most importantly, above all, my name's not Mart. Stop calling me Mart. Oh no, Mart. Homophobia is, is okay, but calling people by the wrong name is not okay. I've been okay. teaching you for an hour. Don't call me Mart. This coming from the only Southeast Asian nation to legalize gay marriage. I, I am shocked by that behavior. Oh, um, Take away some stars, Sam. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I shouldn't have done that lesson the week before you subbed about how my friends are all gay. I don't know. That might have been, uh, that might have been the tipping point. That's, that's hilarious. Oh, those little bastards. Uh, they didn't let me in on any of that. Uh, it's good to be back. It has been a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, we back posted some of our old Dunk You Very Much. Check them out. Uh, part two of our interview with Brandon Thompson dropped just last week. That was a very fun one to check out. Uh, and we had some good stuff as well. But we're back. We're back. Uh, it's Christmas Eve here in Taipei. Merry Christmas, wow, Matt. Man. By the way, Merry Christmas. Cheers to that. I didn't realize that. It's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas a, little, Eve. a little depressing to be here with you <laughs> yeah. drinking beer during a podcast. But Christmas I, Eve beer. But cheers, man. Cheers. <laughs> Always good to be with you. I mean, honestly, man, if I wasn't at home with my family or out with my girlfriend... Or with some of my other friends, I would definitely want to be here with you doing the podcast. Riding a bike around town, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. shopping, taking a walk, <laughs> paying clubs, good nightclubs, paying my taxes. I don't yeah, know. There's a lot of things. No. But I'm somewhere on those. Thank you. A root canal. That's no, no, sweet, that's, dude. That's no. I, I'm so excited to be back in the, in the chair. We, we, we're gonna bang out a bunch of pods here to keep us through the Mart week. Art is gay. More like sack is gay. <laughs> Let's <laughs> save it for the pod. Save it for the pod, buddy. Let's get into it. We're hitting you today with an NBA fast break. This is our yeah. news pod. We bounce around the league, talking about all the stuff that we've missed in the last week when we were away, uh, going through all the top storylines in the NBA, bouncing back and forth. No set schedule right here, just talking topical news, what's going on in the NBA. What's tickling your mind, Matt? What's what do you think uh, what do you think we gotta we gotta we gotta get up to speed on here? Well, since you uh, you were busy the last week, I've been all in on cryptocurrencies, and I can't think of a better topic for the NBA than uh, hypothetical teams for uh, a uh, man who's who spent his whole week, possibly two weeks, just only diving in on hypothetical currencies, things that are not <laughs> actually worth anything. Yeah. Which apparently, I mean, of course, all currencies are hypothetical, but uh, <laughs> cryptocurrencies, yeah, even, even more so. Getting political. And, uh, yeah, Sam, I, I want to ask you, you, you talk about a lot on this podcast, the, the Lakers and the 76ers are like these hypothetical teams. Right. But in honor of Bitcoin, can you bring us one more hypothetical team? Some team that people think is like, yeah, this team is good or they're legit or they're going to get together. Mm -hmm. you, you're just not buying. A team that... It's all hype. Besides the 76ers and Lakers. Besides, aside from the 76ers and Lakers. 1A and 1B choice. A team that that people think are are, are rising and going to get there. Not and even the, rising, but like maybe just people are believing in too much. 
Um, I think the one that would, uh, the bubble's gonna pop. The bubble, the bubble's gonna pop, and, and they're gonna correct. I Which think... it won't for Bitcoin, by the way. <laughs> Keep investing. I think the biggest. Uh, I think the the one that jumps out to me off the pat would be would be the Phoenix Suns. Um, and I don't know if this is a team that a lot of people necessarily Ooh, believe in. That's a, a small bubble. It's a, a little... bubble gum bubble. <laughs> yeah, it's like a <laughs> it's a kid blowing a bubble. Uh, I mean, but I think that there's there there's room for for Phoenix to be just just horribly horribly bad for a very very long time and not dig themselves out of this hole like uh okay uh do you think in longer term like i think in longer term that this team i don't i just don't see how like uh if chris and bender are are, are whiffs and it seems at this point that from all intents and purposes that, like that they're still a couple years away from being a few years away yeah, so they can they combined for it was 34 and 32 minutes so what's that 66 minutes yeah and they scored a combined eight points I mean, in you got minutes. Bender, who's like Bender's upside. Like, would you say his upside is Laurie Markkinen? <laughs> like, basically, yeah. his upside was the, is the number seven pick from last year's right. draft. Like, if all goes well, he could be a Laurie Markkinen in a, in a couple years. Third year too, and right? it's his third year. And I, I, I know he year, came right? in as as the as I think second the youngest year. player in the league when he was there. Uh, I mean, just you know, obviously incredibly young, incredibly raw, but like. Uh, at, at a certain point, you want to see flashes, right? You want to see some flashes from these guys. And Chris is just a guy, like, what is he? What is his upside? What kind of player is he at his best? He's a not D league a, player. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. That's scary. Or a China league MVP. When you they 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 sacrifice multiple future first round picks to move up to, yeah, move to up acquire to him. Uh, that's that's frightening, man. That's frightening for that team. I like I so I understand it's a small bubble, but like I think most people look at as as Phoenix as kind of a a young team with one potential franchise player and Booker and a bunch of assets and and you know and maybe an exciting rookie with uh, with Jackson out of Kansas. And I look at this team as like maybe you've got one like guy who's like might peak as like a six man scorer. I think so too. Uh, I, I think Devin Booker is Lou Williams. Yeah, like I mean God bless him, but like that's not the you know the, the the savior of your franchise. And then just these potentially three I mean Jackson is still very early to call it, but uh these huge whiffs early in the first round, this team could be just a crater in the desert, man. It's just uh And they they also have uh Tyson Chandler for like this year plus two more years. At twenty million a, a pop, providing veteran leadership for these and guys who are play. going nowhere. He doesn't play like I mean. How well, much you veteran, got how much veteran leadership do you want from the bench? Like that's what the coaches are for, you know. Well, like, that's why you got Len, you got like Len, a, Chris, and Bender. That that front court is crowded, man. It's uh, yeah. yeah, it is crowded. Um, yeah, think, so that's a, yeah. Well, do you think there's a worse franchise, like a worse? outlook for a franchise in the Phoenix Suns? Is there any franchise in worse shape than Phoenix? I would say no because they still have the GM who made those picks. They still got McDonough. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is a guy who turned the, I mean, we've, this, not to rehash, that three-headed point Let's guard, the Hydra, the three-headed point guard, two of those point guards forced their way out of town. And the third point guard who actually turned out to have probably have been the best of those three, uh, depending where you fall on the Isaiah Thomas versus uh, Eric Bledsoe, like Fulcrum, you know, <laughs> the one who's best they just got rid of for like a second round pick to the side. Yeah. I mean, it's just insane. Isaiah, you know? is, Isaiah <coughs> Thomas on an $8 million a year contract. Yeah. And to just the Bledsoe for a second round lit. pick. Yeah. And then, and then of course, the worst move. I mean, it should be rehashed. It should be rehashed the same way we rehashed the Harden trade. They then at the end of it, they decided to give up their Laker pick to get Brandon Knight. Who, Brandon Knight, yeah. By the way, has not played any games this year. Got 
yeah. injured preseason. No one talks about him. Why? Because yeah. he's Brandon Knight. Like, yeah. Even if he's playing, no one's going to talk about him. He's horrible. They gave up a lot of, like, a, you know, probably a top five pick, you know, depending yeah. on where it falls, like... Just horrible, yeah. Well, just for Brandon Knight. And they switched. It's like you're just. It's like the three card Monty where you're. The Warriors, the ball, and the cup, and you're switching the cup around. And it's like, okay, the three cups are gone. Here's a hor- Here's a new cup. Like, it's like you you had three good point guards. They're all gone. And yeah. And now you have the worst point guard, and you lost a lottery pick somehow in the process. And the lottery picks that you had during that time when you were cratering after losing those guys and and being bad in the in the, in the West. Uh, have turned into this abysmal front court. Alex Lynn, another very very high draft pick, looks like maybe of the three the most serviceable, yeah. but like not again not a franchise guy. And I don't know Absolutely. about Jackson. Is Jackson going to be a franchise player? Because they picked him number really four. I mean, player. it's he, like he's, he's all right. it's rough. They have just whiffed a lot on these picks and uh, and the blood. So we'll see what the return is on the blood. So pick you know, but adding another front court player in Monroe to that mix, I don't know, man. I, I like your point though that like when I asked the question like is this is this franchise the worst franchise? He said as long as the GM is there, it probably is. I think so. And yeah. I think it's really interesting because I think he gets some credit. I don't know why because like, maybe he's young. I think yeah. he's like one of the youngest, so it's like oh he's really young. He's a young up and comer, yeah. but it's like yeah, young. He got a couple and, picks back for the for Dragic. Like I mean, I, I, there's like some spots yeah, sure. you can pick. And, and Booker Steve was a Nash, I mean, that's why they had the Lakers pick to. Yeah, to botch, <laughs> to botch. Yeah, to, to to throw away after Brandon Knight and uh, and and uh, and and Booker was a nice find later in the draft. You know that was yep. a, a a good pick. But I mean, one for you know a lot that doesn't make up for miss, missing that badly at the front of the draft. Uh, yeah, well, and when you're check when you're drafting in the lottery every year, yeah, like, you got it. You don't need to give Phil Jackson credit for choosing Porzingis. You don't need to give them <laughs> for choosing Oxlade. Like you know, like. The, when you have this many choices at the yeah. elite talent, like it doesn't, you, they've you, had almost you, as many. Just go to Bleacher picks. Report and choose whatever they tell you to choose. <laughs> yeah, like, just take the you'll top. You'll be yeah. all right. Eventually, you'll be fine. Like even the 76ers eventually got like someone, you know, like uh, I don't know. Uh, so that's like my mini bubble. That's that's kind of that wasn't a very ambitious swipe at that question. So you, you caught me off guard with that one. I liked so, it. Uh, who do you who would you put in that position? Do you, would you have a to answer your own question? What do you, what do you think? Uh, it hurts me to say it, but I do think the Spurs are not as good as they look. Okay. And it, it, we, we haven't really seen them with Kawhi Leonard, but, like, yeah. I think, like, I'm always mystified by how good they are. But, then, yeah. you know, the record's, like, 20 and 10 now. So, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's good but not great. And I, I, I think I, they've I, won I, seven of their last 10. They've been on a nice little streak. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're, they're Spurs. Like, I think they just take care of business against good teams and lose to bad teams. Mm-hmm. So, I think... The hope that there's three contenders in the West, I think that bubble has kind of bursted for me. I, I think yeah. I think they're just they're not on the Houston level. Yeah. Holy fuck, Houston is good. I, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that kind of that kind of cues up one of the things I want to talk to you yeah, about. That is uh, is Houston's uh, is Houston's hot start has has not abated, and with anything, they're undefeated since the return of Chris Paul to the lineup, and it adds a, a, a really interesting dimension. This uh, this is so funny, and uh, I, I mean. We tell ourselves every year, don't overreact, overreact. But when we saw Chris Paul in those first couple of games with Houston, like, oh no, it's a terrible trade. It's all. And now it looks they 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 look really really good. They're firing all cylinders. Do you think uh, Houston on this hot streak, the way they've been playing, the brand of basketball they're playing right now? Do you think that they are legitimate contenders to Golden State? In the, I, I think in the they are, and I love their GM. Like, just uh, his stance that 
he came out this week. He had like Zach Lowe did like a deep dive on the, on right. the team, followed him around. He said like, you know, all we want to do is beat Golden State. Like no, yeah. no GM ever says that. He just says like that's, you know, that's all we want to do. And more yeah. just. He he's got it figured out, and he's like, mm-hmm. you know, eighty percent of our modules say that we're gonna be Golden State. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Ninety percent of our modules say we're gonna move to the second round. Like he yeah. he he's just like they're on a different level. And I love I, that he talks about that, and he also always talks about like being conscious of James Harden's prime. He's like, we're not gonna waste a year of his prime. Like even if we only have a five percent chance to beat Golden State. Like, and they think their chances are better than that. But even if we only had that 5% chance, we're pushing it all in because we're not wasting a superstar's prime. We've got one of the top five players in the league. You don't waste that guy's prime. I love that. That's what I would want to hear if I was a fan. So let's say they make past Golden State. Do you think they can beat the Cavs? Beat Boston, whoever's coming out of the East. I like, think I think anyone who comes out of the West could it will be the favorite. Will be the favorite, yeah. Yeah, I think. I do as well, yeah. I think that um, Houston... I, th- I think that the idea of Houston as a as a legit contender has been a little bit poo pooed by like either the general public or some people like you know even in the Zach Lowe piece. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. You yeah, know, we haven't choked. seen it. What I, what I think though is like <laughs> you have the two biggest choke artists in the West. Yeah, Harden and CP3. What I think is underrated is is, is maybe not the is not the how good is is Houston and, and and that will remain to be seen in the playoffs. How good is playoff Houston? But how tired. Does Golden State look so far, and how tired might they be in the playoffs? There's a reason teams don't often go to four straight NBA finals. Uh, that's it's a brutal slog. I think once you hit three straight playoffs, it's the equivalent of an extra season yeah. of play, uh, and that's an incredibly brutal stretch. And and it's been talked about a little bit, but I just wonder like. There's a lot. There's there's reasons we don't see teams go back to back to back to the finals that often. Uh, are we underrating how hard it might be just for Golden State to get back to the finals just uh, on its own? I don't think we are. I, I think Golden State's in LeBron James Miami mode, where mm. the regular season is just a warm up. Just a warm up and a cruise like, for them. Yeah. Curry and and uh, Draymond Green, they haven't played the last couple of games. Yeah. But like you see them joking around on Instagram, and they're mm. like. Sh- Chucking up half court shots, like yeah. they could be. They're playing. still one eight of their last yeah, two. They, they, they the had their win streak snap. They would the both Nuggets. be playing. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. So absolutely. I think they're just uh, they're taking it easy. Yeah, there's it's sort of a slog for them. Like mm-hmm. they're almost too good, and I really hope we get a good Christmas Day game. I, oh, I, yeah. I would I would really hate if uh, if the if Golden State or Cleveland punt on that game. Punt yeah. on the game. Yeah. yeah. Don't show their cards. I don't think Cleveland's gonna punt. I don't think Cleveland's wow, gonna. Okay. The way LeBron's been playing this this early this season, I feel like LeBron is made to punt on this game. <laughs> oh man! Oh, so, shots fired! Shots fired at LeBron James. Bang! LeBron James MVP candidacy taking a hit on Dunk You very much. Um, all right, yeah. So that was my first one for you. Uh, my second one, uh, I want to talk about. Let's move to the Eastern Conference. How sure. About, uh, move over there. And while we're talking about the Cavs, let's let's go on the Cavs. Let's we'll move quickly and then come back to the West. Yeah, yeah. The the Cavs have been. Uh, have, have been have been really hot recently. Uh, they seem like they've certainly corrected course. Uh, they're third place in the Eastern Conference right now, but almost neck and neck with Toronto and only, like, I think, a game or so behind Boston. Uh, a very, very tight uh, and uh, with that top three. The uh, Cavs at this point, uh, who do you got as the favorite in the Eastern Conference? Who would you have? Preseason, I said Boston. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm not going to go away from that. I think You're Boston, sticking with Boston. I, I, I think Boston's the team, man. All right. This team is the, I, I would say it's the funnest team to watch in the NBA. I, I enjoy more than any other team watching the fourth quarter of this team. Mm-hmm. You have horrible, like, 
stupid plays by Marcus Smart, <laughs> and then you have amazing <laughs> putback dunks by Marcus Smart. His hero <laughs> ball, like, I don't know. Yeah. Did he and, get and, that and, rebound and from the foul line? Yeah, Marcus. Kyrie, just when you need two points, just, it's, shot clock's going down, it's five seconds, everyone knows he's going to drive, and he still drives. I just, I fucking love it. He's in that Westbrook range for me. And then uh, the young guys, and then their bench is so fucking crazy. Like, who, like Daniel Teese and yeah. there's all these like weird guys come in and are like uh, a plus player. Like it, it's pretty amazing to watch. Yeah, they're getting great. I really think Boston uh, is the team to beat. And if Hayward can come back around April and kind Ooh. of get into the rotation, Ooh, yeah. you know, start because he's the the you know highest paid player, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know play like 15 minutes of efficient basketball. Yeah. And then, you know, kind of push some of the other guys back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the biggest thing is when when you lose your starter, it's not just you lose the guys. People who are not ready for 30 minutes a game are now playing 30 minutes 30 a minutes game. game yeah. So you push your bench back to, like, you know, 10 minutes a game or something. Like right, that. yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, that guy is Tatum. So I, I don't know how it's gonna everything is gonna work. I think Tatum keeps minute. I think the guy Rozier takes a bit of a hit. Ojale takes his minutes take a hit. I think Tatum still finds minutes yeah. out there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, even Rozier, man. But like, Tatum might need it. Like, Tatum hits the his, if he hits a rookie wall. If, if there's a, he's shooting fifty one percent from three right yeah. now. It's absolutely you know like it's he, a, he's shooting I, 50, 50, 90. I know Simmons has got a lock on the uh, on the on the rookie of the year, but like Jesus, man. <laughs> Tatum is uh, is amazing, man. Yeah. So uh, speaking of uh, a different Simmons, Bill Simmons said mm-hmm. on the, his uh, popular podcast this week that he would not trade for Anthony Davis. He loves his team too much, and he would not give up any young guys for Anthony Davis. Yeah. That's uh, how do you feel as a Boston fan? I mean, Tatum is reaching the point for me where I almost feel like he might be like in the untouchable category. Mm. Like you look at what this kid's doing in his rookie, and just like the, and it's been talked about a little bit, but just like the the variety of moves he has. Not just that he's a good shooter, like a knockdown shooter, a great shooter, but that he has like reliable post moves. He's got offensive. He's a he's a accomplished offensive player as a nineteen year old. Yeah, and uh, and but Kobe like coming up in the in the Stevens system, you know, yeah. or, where the ball's got to keep moving and. Uh, uh, I mean, he's he's borderline untouchable for me right now. Um, so, so Anthony Davis, Tate for Tatum. Uh, let's call it Kyrie. No, not Kyrie. Uh, Horford. You gotta make the salaries match. Yeah, yeah salary and match. And a first round pick. Are you doing it? I don't think so. Cause wow, cause Anthony Davis. Davis, you is hear a, that Anthony Davis shots fire. Injury, injury. I mean, injury history. Sam's calling you out. You got. I mean, the, the NBA. The way the way the contracts. Let, let me defend that proposition. The, the way that contracts are structured right now is that there's an enormous advantage to the team that drafts a player, especially high first round picks, because they can put them on a certain scale. They have basically team control, I believe, for the first three or four years. But most players, if they show promise, you can then offer them that rookie extension in their second or third year. You basically get them for seven years. Yeah, if you, play, if you play your cards right, you, you should mm-hmm. be able to control a player for the first seven years. So you have a chance at seven years of Tatum right now. We're seeing year one. You could have had seven years of Olenek. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kelly, yeah. <laughs> he never would have lost a game seven again. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was our insurance. In case of fire, break glass, let Kelly out of the box. Yeah, how's that going? He beat to, you. Yeah, how's yeah, that going? Yeah, yeah. Kelly, Kelly doesn't fuck around. I liked yeah, Kelly, man. I liked it, but I mean, 
I don't know. Uh, I, I don't. I don't mourn his departure, but like, <laughs> it's certainly like all, right, all things considered, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Him. But like, so Tatum. So seven years controlled of Tatum versus, um, you know, versus, you know, what's Anthony Davis's current uh, contract situation? I think he's still three more years. Three more years in that contract. Yeah. Just kicked in on his year. on his max deal. So three years. Of, I mean, already missed games this year out with injury. Uh, you're that now you have a one and a five who both have kind of sketchy injury histories with Kyrie and Davis. I've been. Do you know Anthony Davis is out for like one to two games? Is it missing? Is it missing a couple more games as well? I don't know. I'm just assuming. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. Every time I check ESPN, it's Anthony yeah. Davis is returning or Anthony Davis is. If is Anthony Davis had a games. better health track track record, I mean, like the 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 idea of putting Kyrie and Davis together with the, like you talked about already, like the depth that Boston has and the way that the bench is playing is definitely tempting. But right now, I'd say no. I wouldn't want to get rid of Tatum, man. Bill Simmons said no as well. I said he likes his team as his favorite team to root for. To be honest, I watch Boston before I watch Portland. Like, yeah. I have NBA League Pass. I watch all the games. Yeah. And the NBA League Pass announcers do a great job of not talking about the, the scores of the other games. Yeah. Thank you to them. And... Uh, I will always watch Boston's fourth quarter over Portland's fourth quarter. I think Boston's a much more enjoyable team to watch. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah, Portland's. Really I, I really like watching Portland at the start of the year. It's kind of, I hate watching. It's Portland kind of bogged down recently for me, man. Yeah. And now Lillard's I put them out. on my top three most watchable oh, at the beginning man. of the year, man. Lillard's really, out now. It's, yeah, it's, that's, that's a rough watch. That's rough. Yeah. So Sam. Yeah. You know, Bitcoin, it, it, it's not as smooth as <laughs> Back to Bitcoin. All right, all right. How much money did you lose this week, Matt? What's going on? <laughs> I just want to say, like, you know. <laughs> You're burning sticks in your apartment. Is that an it, It's like, so Friday was I came like, in and Matt's just burning a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Friday was the Black Friday okay? of, of Bitcoin. Oh, okay. The uh, founder, some people who think, was the creator uh, of Bitcoin, put, uh, posted that he's selling all of his Bitcoin. Sort of saying that, there's too much money. Is it the, who found it? Is it the Japanese guy? I don't believe that person is a real person. Oh, like, okay. I, I think it's a, a moniker or no. whatever you call it, uh, avatar or okay. whatever. Um, pseudonym. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's a pseudonym. I don't think that person is real. But uh, so it, it's one of the founders of Bitcoin, and he uh, he owns the website Bitcoin.com, and he's been writing since yeah. 2012. He decided he's going to sell all of his Bitcoin because he doesn't like the direction Bitcoin is going. Uh-huh. It's worth too much money. Right. It's a tough problem to have, to be too rich. He's mm-hmm. saying we shouldn't be this rich. Anyways, it was a rough Friday. Like every, the prices dropped. Of course, they bounced back Saturday. I'm, uh-huh. I'm doing great. I'm, <laughs> I've got 7-Eleven beers galore. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, are you okay, man? Should we pause I'm, the podcast? We're going to talk about your life. I've never been better. But... Uh, <laughs> Sam, who's a player that you you think is going to kind of like come back down to earth or who you've observed is come back down to earth? And I'm going to, I'll go first, mm-hmm. Embiid. I think Embiid, mm-hmm. his health and the fact that he has to sit out one out of every three or four games, yeah, yeah. It's just, he's not going to be dominant. Like when you watch mm-hmm. a Philadelphia game and there's no Embiid, they lose. Mm-hmm. They've lost seven of eight in a couple of games. Most of the games they have, they've had yeah. him, but like he's good but like he's not he, he kind of came back down to earth for me I, yeah i think he's just not the the superstar the blog yeah. you know, whatever crazy line he posted against the lakers your other most hated team i hate the lakers yeah it was like 40 <laughs> 11 blocks 10 rebounds yeah, seven it was just assists. A, absolutely it was, it was like the, also by the way i hate when people post 
I hate when the <laughs> when the channel posts <laughs> these kind of stats where it's like someone has like forty one points, four blocks, eight assists, seven rebounds, three steals, and it's like that's the first player to do that since <laughs> Walter Jervis or something. It's like, it's like who cares? Like it's a weird fucking stat. Yeah. Who cares? How like, about he had an amazing yeah, game and show me the highlights? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Or like I mean points or something, but not like. Who's the first person to get this many points and this many steals? Like, it's such a weird combination. Like, I don't care what what player who played in the ABA yeah, like, yeah. did this shit. Accomplished like, the same random statistical yeah. variance or whatever it is. Yeah, no, that, that's that, that's a weird one. Yeah, I mean, this I mean, this is something that you're not going to hear in a lot of podcasts, Matt. But in my personal opinion, the best ability is availability. Whoa! Yeah, just yeah, fire. Yeah, that's a hot take. Uh, uh, Marco Fultz, you listening? <laughs> yeah, Mark. I mean. Uh, yeah, that's been it's been definitely a player who 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 has who has fallen back to earth. That's a I think uh, outside of him, like who was yeah I got another uh, who like uh, I I can't think off the top of my head of any other players who I who I would see similarly being. I mean, Giannis is still putting up great numbers. Yeah. I mean, but the talk of the whole first month of the league was Giannis MVP, Giannis right. MVP, and that certainly has kind of quieted. Uh, I think Draymond's having kind of a quiet year, kind of an under the radar quiet year. Yeah. Uh, obviously missing time right now, so like uh, uh, p- picking on an injured player specifically. Uh, but I don't think that I don't think anyone in Golden State could be accused of falling back to earth as much as just kind of like you already we already talked about this basically just kind of sleepwalking through this early sure, part right. of uh, of the season in terms of uh, of. Um, uh, I guess maybe in my estimation than Carmelo Anthony, uh, you were already selling your Anthony stock going into the Two season. Two players I hate: Isaiah, Isaiah <laughs> Thomas and Carmelo. You hate Isaiah Thomas. The worst. The worst. The worst. He, he was he was the king the in the worst. fourth. He was the worst defensive player in the whole entire NBA. Yeah, he's, of he's any like five foot two, done. man. Come on, give him a break. Yeah, he's, defense is half of the game. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I do think the he'll help boring the half. <laughs> the bar- <laughs> you turn it off. Yeah. They scored a bucket. Change the channel. Change. Boo. Yeah, boo. Yeah. I guess they might be scoring again. Let's change back. So, so uh, rather than give you a great answer about coming back to earth, I, w- I would say yeah, I would say maybe uh, Giannis no longer like getting the constant near constant MVP buzz. Of course, and, Ingus too, eh? Yeah, like I just like I think all these big dudes like you know it takes a toll on their body like they mm-hmm. can't really do these things they can't make these blocks they can't make these cuts like yeah but I think Zinger is still at least he's like he's out there on a nightly basis and it's a threat to go for thirty like every night he's out there you know like yeah. you know? um I don't know um. But talking about Philly, and, and, and particularly, you, know, you mentioned, uh, I believe they've lost, eight, like, eight, was it seven of their last eight or seven, eight of their eight, last eight, nine? Yeah. Uh, might be eight of nine, yeah. Uh, Embiid missing a lot of different games, sitting out, not just his normal no back-to-backs type thing, missing extra games as well, sitting out quite a few, and, and their fall, they're now, I believe, down to, to 10th in the Eastern Conference. They're outside the, uh, uh, currently outside the Eastern Conference playoff picture, which is a mess. Um, yeah. This fall, the Philly fall, is this, Matt, do you see this? Is this a correction? Is this a market correction? Or is this a, a, a return to the mean? Or is this full-blown panic, panic mode for Philly? Where do you see this on the spectrum right now, well, this slide? As a person who, who invests all of his money in hypothetical cryptocurrency, <laughs> I love the Philadelphia sense. <laughs> yeah. You know, what, what happens when faults come back? Like, you know... What if he is good? Like he's the number one pick. Like the number one the pick number in one a pick. loaded draft. In a yeah. loaded draft, like there's a decent chance he's good. 
there's a decent chance he never plays in yeah. basketball again, but there's also a decent chance he's good, like, <coughs> a percentage chance. Uh, he's more hypothetical than Embiid. It's amazing. Philadelphia is amazing. Yeah, they're amazing. But you know you know who's legit? Like, I said this on the the Brandon Thompson podcast that the player I, I want to build my team around is Ben Simmons. I, yeah. I think he is so fucking good. I watched him play mm-hmm. against Toronto today, and it's just, it's just amazing... He's, he's the kind of guy who can get his own rebound. He's just so much bigger and athletic than everyone else. He goes yeah. to shoot a layup. He probably omits it because he's bad at shooting. <laughs> he's not good at shooting. He's, he's horrible at shooting. But, but yeah. like, he just, he's, the, he's the biggest, the tallest, the most athletic, the highest jumper. Yeah. And he just tips it back in, you know. Like, that, that's a pretty amazing skill. I think their team just, they need some more, more rotational players that, you know, like, J.J. Redick, Amir Johnson... Trevor Booker, these are great, like, stop gaps, but they yeah. need, like, a little bit more people who, like, on Ben Simmons' timeline where they can kind of build around yeah. and kind of build the team through. I still if only think they'd have several point. really high draft picks over the last several years that they could have drafted guys like that with. Yeah, maybe, like, a player of the year from Duke or, like, a shop blocker from Kentucky. Anyone like that. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, those drafts have come and gone, so, yeah. Would have been nice. Would have been nice. But, hey, they got a good, good return. They got a couple second-round picks. And, and Trevor Booker. And Kevin, <laughs> Justin Anderson. Oh, my God. I think it's a panic, man. I think it's panic. Panic, really? I think wow. they're fucked, man. I think that they are. I think Ben Simmons is, is LeBron. He's the next LeBron. I think that I, I I love Ben Simmons, but I think that there are questions up and down that roster, and like I like and without and you got to apply those questions of different severity depending on what level you're looking at. If you're looking at terms of like franchise pair, blessed pair in the league, you're gonna be a little bit more nitpicky. Like, but uh, right. Ben Simmons, I think a big question mark is the fact that he's not good at shooting the basketball, which is one of the ways we score in the NBA. You can also, you can also kick, it. <laughs> kick it in, kick it in, yeah, yeah. And he he definitely has still been uh, great and dominant in some of the recent games, but you've also seen teams are adjusting them and catching it, which is inevitable. The NBA is a smart league full of the best athletes in the world. They're going to figure you out a little bit on your second time through and, and have slowed him down. And when they take him out of his game a little bit, um, at that point you want a, a, a second dominant scorer, and they have one in Joel Embiid, but he cannot stay on the court for any length of time. So after that you'd look for uh, a, a creative point guard, a guy who can generate shots off the bounce, can look for T.J. McConnell, <laughs> and yeah, that's where go. you're like, well, we tried to draft that guy, uh, but he didn't feel like playing basketball, so he broke his elbow. Like whatever the fuck happened to to, to Fultz, uh, J.J. Redick uh, is is you know is being asked to do more stuff off the bounce and off the dribble than I think he's, he's really comfortable with. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah good stats. Too, he's putting up bad too, team. Good stats. Putting up too team. many shots. For yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think that this team is. Uh, I, I think this team's in trouble. I think they're going to find themselves with the ultimate unhinky. They're going to finish like tenth in the East and get like a mid a mid first round draft Ooh. pick. And then have to and have to kind of scramble a little bit for uh, to to see to see what's going to happen in the future. Like what's what's this team future? We haven't talked about Darius Saric. Like where where does he fit in? He's good on this team. I think he is good, but he's not. <laughs> we didn't talk about him. So yeah, exactly. He, how good is he? <laughs> how good is he? Where does he fit in with this team's rotation? Where 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 does and what kind of pieces is he going to be? Uh, a lot depends on faults. If faults can come back and be the player that approach the player that people thought he was going to be, then. He solves a lot of what we just talked about. A secondary ball handler, uh, an off-the-bounce scorer, creator, uh, a guy who can run the second unit when Ben Simmons sits. Uh, If Fultz is a complete whiff, this team's in trouble. And I think that uh, 
Ben Simmons alone, while it's going to be really fun to watch him over the next few years, uh, if he's playing half his games with Embiid and the other half with Rashawn Holmes and Robert Covington. Covington, by the way, I think is a, a good role player for that team. But, I mean, uh, I think that they actually have some decent role players, McConnells and Covingtons and things like that. It's the, it's the key cogs that are yeah. just uh, definitely, I think, the most intriguing team in the league. Most intriguing. Like, uh, like if you had, like, a breaking news Philadelphia, that that probably be the most exciting like link I would click on. Like, uh, I would still say the Lakers, but yeah. Ah, fuck the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's close. Probably. It's one A, one B. All right, so last question to go out on: Who who's gonna take the LeBron throne? Because before, like, the conversation was always who's the next Jordan. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of like maybe there is no Jordan because Kobe didn't take it. Mm-hmm. But I think LeBron has kind of put himself in the conversation. Yeah, well, who's gonna be the next LeBron in the league? I think it's Ben Simmons. Like I've mentioned on a different podcast. Yeah, I, I really think you think it goes straight from I, I think LeBron all to the Ben skills, Simmons. I think he's like just got the swagger. He's got the it factor. He, the way he he dribbles so slowly and the way he breaks those shots reminds <laughs> me so much of LeBron shooting a three. And LeBron's <laughs> shooting forty percent from three this yeah, year. Yeah, he's good this year, and he developed it. But he, you know, he, he didn't have it before. Yeah, it's just the way he dribbles. Hmm. In, in the paint. And the way that the other players, like, they don't really guard him. They're, like, waiting for him to do something. Yeah. And then he'll, like, make a pass or make they a guard cover, him, they just dunk just, it. Like, they just bounce off him. He's, just, he's a truck. He's six foot eight. He's just a Mack truck. Yeah. yeah. Like, if I'm dribbling in the paint in the NBA, people will just surround me, molest yeah. me. Like, just, yeah. it'll be game over instantly. But, like, there's, like, this weird thing where he, he, he dribbles the ball so slow. He dribbles into the paint. He almost like lulls them to sleep. Yeah. He, he just got that like we're afraid of this guy. He's he's bigger than us, like you said. Yeah. And uh, he he's got a couple couple moves, like a good pass, a good. Yeah. You know he's, he's not gonna make his first shot, but he's gonna tip in his miss. Like. Yeah. You know, well, it's I, that old Larry Bird thing where it doesn't your top speed doesn't matter as much. It's it's, it's the change of pace. It's the it's the it's acceleration. Absolutely. That, uh, that 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 keeps defenders off their toes unless you have the bet. Unless you are the single most fast, like your John Wall, John Wall, you know, yeah, something like exactly. that, and you and your top gear, no one can keep up with. Beyond that, it's that all only works on like fast breaks. Like once exactly, you, once you come to half court, you need a guy who can. Yeah, you gotta be able to change the pace. the pace and move it around. Yeah, uh, yeah. Simmons is a is is yeah definitely. So that's my choice. You you have a choice for like the next LeBron. I think I, that I think of our stars. Just give you like a little second to mm-hmm. think about it. Like of the stars, like I don't think KD's gonna do it. I don't think. Well, Carmelo, Westbrook, I don't think Steph, like, I don't think any of these guys have, like, it, the sort of, the willingness, I guess, to mm-hmm. become, like, the it guy. Because the it guy is, like, you know, he's the GOAT. He's, he's under scrutiny. Every decision he makes, every tweet yeah. he makes, you know, yeah. it is under scrutiny. Like, yeah. it's a lot to ask. I wouldn't want to do it. It's a, it's a tough thing to... I mean, um, to I would, I think that... I think is I think KD is the most intriguing KD, prospect. Okay. I don't think KD is wired that way. I think KD loves being on the team he's on now, and loves being like a part of the winning team. Like that, I think that's his DNA. Like he's talked about that. Like you know, he could be the seventy Cupcake. point guy, whatever. Like <laughs> but uh, and he doesn't want the seventy points. He wants to make the best basketball play. But I think that. Like financially, this this Warriors team is gonna they're gonna have to make some change. I think they have this year and next year that they can currently keep those big four together. And two years down the line, it with the salaries at the pace they're at, the luxury bill becomes like over four hundred million or something like that, which is just 
beyond, beyond. And maybe Lakeup just dips in and just pays that. Maybe. I don't know. But I think that you're going to see that team kind of get reconstituted in some way. And uh, whether it's uh, KD staying on that team with Steph or something, something's going to change right there. And KD, and I think that um, there's a really good chance that in the playoffs, we're going to feel stupid for whoever we said was the MVP of the league because KD might just go absolutely nuts in yeah. the playoffs. It's only it'd his be, second year be. with the Warriors. He's with this team. He was a monster in the finals last year. The, his defense, the way he plays on both ends, like, uh, and you know, the way he kind of historically has kind of taken things personally, the way like no one's kind of talking about him now and everyone else is getting this kind of shine, he might be like, all right, enjoy, enjoy your fall, enjoy your yep. winter. Yep. I'll see you in the spring and the summer. I'll see you in the spring and the summer, and we'll see who the good is there. Almost build them up to knock them down. Yeah, and so I, I could see that uh, I could see in terms of going straight from like to, to be acknowledged as the GOAT. But I think we're kind of post-LeBron, we're going to be in for some kind of lean years. You know, I think yeah. there's going to be some, we're going to see some funky MVP. We're already seeing some funky MVPs, like Russell Westbrook. I get, I get it, the triple-double, that's cool, whatever like that. But it reminds me a little bit of those like, those kind of like Steve Nash year MVPs where you're like, look, can you kind of looking around to see who the MVP year. It's not like the... Uh, Jordan's the obviously the MVP. Or Kobe, no, Kobe. Oh damn! Like, yeah, yeah. Like Kobe. <laughs> this guy's the. Yeah. This guy's the man. It's Kobe like, just put it down like we, you know, like oh yeah. So we might be in we might be in one of those lull periods of like uh, not in terms of basketball but in terms like kind of lean years for the uh, for the NBA. Yeah, I think the two guys that have the skill but not the will. Ooh, I like that skill but not the will. But bang, Stephen A. Smith, feel free to borrow. That. Yeah, feel free. Yeah, take it up. This yeah. guy, he's got the skill but not the will. <laughs> Clay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard. I, I think. Yeah. That, both amazing, especially Clay Thompson. He is yeah. such a good shooter. He's such yeah. a good offensive player. He's good on defense. Like he could be the guy. Yeah. I think he just likes hanging out, like walking his dog or doing whatever. Like, he likes Clay being Thompson. the yeah. He likes being all Clay. Yeah, it's just all like, Clay and stuff. Yeah. Like listening he, to our podcast. Like, yeah. Shout out to Clay. Thanks for listening. Goes on Stitcher. Possible thank you very future guest. Possible future guest. Yeah. 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 In the way that any carbon-based life form is a possible future guest. Clay is a possible future guest. He, he searches our. Our exact name on Stitcher <laughs> scrolls, scrolls down, down to number four. Number Whoa, four. hey, that's what I'm looking for. This got a basketball for its logo. I like basketball. Um, let me finish with this last one here, man. Uh, we're, we're it's, it's Christmas Eve. Tomorrow's Christmas Day, uh, which we know is uh, is the day to watch NBA. And there are five games tomorrow. Except for us, this is the day to teach. It's the day to go teach English. Not yeah, a public holiday. Nobody celebrates Christmas in <laughs> Taiwan. Well, the, so the, the shopping marts celebrate Christmas in Taiwan. Um, yeah, I've got some great. I've got some. My my room is. You should have come over. We should have done it at my place. I, I know I canceled, so I came yours. But my place is like like I got Christmas. Decorations at the walls. I got a tree. More than my coins on the floor. Your place is disgusting. <laughs> I tried to. Put, I tried to shape it into that a good box picture. of shredded wheat has been there so long. A spider Dude, has literally for has, has has weaved a web between that box of shredded wheat and the uh, uh, frosted. That was good. They, um, they keep it safe, man. Keeps the insects out. Five games tomorrow. We've got the the Knicks versus Philly. We've got the Cavaliers versus the Warriors. We've got Houston versus the Thunder. Uh, Boston versus the Washington Wizards and the Lakers versus the Timberwolves. What's the number one must-see game for you tomorrow? The last two are pretty missable. I would, I'd say like the Boston Wizards, the funeral game, not a not a not a not compelling for you. Lakers, that rivalry. Lakers. Morris Wolves, twins going at it. Lakers Wolves is is pretty missable. I think yeah, the the what's presumed as the second and third best teams in the East or maybe second and fourth best team. 
not really that interesting. I think the Wizards are one of the least interesting teams. I think second, in the like sixth best team. Yeah, yeah, yeah it could be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's gotta be like obviously, it's, obviously the Cavs Warriors. Yeah, even um, with your even with your fear of a potential LeBron punting of the of the series. I just hope that every like I, I'm gonna download Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter. If we have it, Twitter. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking be so angry. I'm gonna be a troll if <laughs> if they they mailed it. I, I, yeah. I, I, that's gonna be me. Like yeah. I, I'm gonna delete my NBA league path. We're gonna delete this podcast. Like there's no point of the NBA if LeBron doesn't play on Christmas Day. Like if yeah. he doesn't try. If if they're out, gone. I think he's got. I think he's got to play. But it, it's in Golden State. They're gonna get smoked. Adam Golden State's such a better team than they are. Like they're no gonna get Curry and no smoked. Green. Are they gonna play Christmas Day? I don't think Curry and Green are playing. I think Ooh, Curry is. Now we got a game. I think Curry is almost certainly not playing. I don't know okay. about Green. Green okay. played against Denver, so I think he Green will play. But I think Curry is not currently scheduled to return. I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean that's the game I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, the first game I'll watch yeah. is the Knicks versus 76ers. I love yeah. Porzingis. I love Embiid. This is the first game I'm gonna watch. Like this is the mm-hmm. one I'm I'm actually most excited about. I realize. They're playing for like the eighth seed in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's very little implication. Yeah, that's crazy. But my, I, I like these two teams. My top pick is neither of those. It's Houston, OKC, man. You wow. got the Westbrook, Harden, last year's uh, top two potential MVPs. You've got one too, yeah. You got Westbrook feeling super underappreciated this year, being like, I don't give a fuck about my statistics. Oh, not not my the percentages. I don't give a fuck about percentages. Uh, you know, missing twenty shots a game, going out there doing. All sorts of we- Russell Westbrook stuff, and you've got this 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 wired up Houston team. Like you going into to OKC, who's put it together. They've won eight of their last ten. Uh, OKC rising, and like uh, big test for OKC. You know, you know Westbrook on the national stage is going to take that more seriously than anyone could possibly imagine. If they have, if Houston has that quitter DNA, if mm. Harden really has that folded up DNA, then they will get rolled on Christmas Day. Ooh. And if they roll, if they I, if yeah. it goes the other way, and if it's compa- I want to see it like because maybe Houston comes out and hits like twenty threes in the first half, and the game's over by halftime. But maybe that game goes down to the wire, I, and that's yeah. what I want to see. I want to see Harden Westbrook going at it one on one. That's the most you, compelling. You, you persuaded to me. me, yeah. I, I think OKC is a team on the rise. Yeah, I think they are a good team, and you know, just today mm-hmm. was. Uh, Carmelo Anthony's first game playing off the ball. Yeah. It was a big story. The, the coach asked him, like, sat down with him, asked him, like, you need to play off the ball. Mm-hmm. He shot, like, five of eight from beyond the arc. Mm-hmm. He just hung out and just shot threes. Olympic <laughs> mellow. <laughs> efficient mellow. Billy like, Donovan. Yeah, give me him, efficient yeah. mellow. Like, don't do one-on-one shit. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, he, he's actually good in this role. And afterwards, he, he was, uh, I listened to the, the the post game interview with him and he was he was, he was humble like it's a Carmelo they haven't seen before I almost yeah. regret hating on him so much but not really regret but yeah, just fucking media trained just, out I the won't ass. double it's, down yeah. <laughs> on my head <laughs> no but like he really showed like a moment he's like you know the coach really showed me and showed me like how I can be using this team and I need to come off the ball I'm like yeah and he it's almost like like getting old like you know like like uh, I know getting old, yeah. Yeah, like just like, <laughs> like a realization though. Like yeah. like I 
it was weird like seeing him on an interview because he was really humble. You know, yeah. he's always like so aloof, like oh, ask the coach or yeah, right. I, I'm just doing my thing. Like I'm, I'm winning games. Like I'm, yeah. I'm picking shots. Like me off the bench. What are you talking about? What are you like, talking about? Yeah, yeah. it's like he's just he was he was just humble and uh, saying like yeah, like yeah. I think at, wanted, at this like date it. on Christmas Day that this matchup is the most compelling. Like I think overall Warriors and Cavaliers is the most interesting matchup we we can get in the NBA given their history. But like given the shape of the Warriors and the and the, and the questions around their health and then the Cavaliers, are they really going to be trying their best? But for like for right now for Christmas Day, like Houston is rolling. They're trying to prove that they're the best team in the West. OKC is coming up. They're trying to figure it out and put these three superstars together oh and figure God. it out. I think that's the most Plus compelling Steven matchup Adams, for right there. I yeah. think Steven Adams might be the second Steven best Adams player on the team. Yeah, that's he is so good. Second, second best player third. behind okay. Paul third, George? Third. Behind Paul George? Yeah, I was going to say. Paul <laughs> he, George, I think, is a good. monster, man. Paul George shut down Ben Simmons in their game, uh, in their matchup the other time. Yeah, Paul yeah. George is, is a, a defensive monster. Um, so yeah, so that, that's my number one game so to watch. Excited. So that's very exciting. So we got a lot to look forward to after our long day of teaching on Christmas. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us this Christmas Eve. That's our that's our fast break. We're coming back at you. We got a couple more pods to bring. Uh, we do a very special Christmas edition of the podcast, bringing you our, our our Christmas wish list. What we wish for, what Santa will bring us in the NBA New Year. We're greedy people. We want a lot. We want a lot. We want a lot. And then uh, uh, we might even have a sneak peek at some of our dream playoff matchups coming up for you Ooh. in the future. So check that out. That's really good. Get at us. Thank you very much. Pod at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Pod on Twitter. And thank you very much. Pod is our Facebook page. Thank you guys so much. We'll catch you next time.